Hello and welcome to the WPAOG podcast. This episode features an interview with Cadet Justice Gabriel, a life science major at West Point, class of 2024. He's a recipient of the Stamps and Goldwater Scholarships and plans to pursue a career as an Army physician scientist. At West Point, Cadet Gabriel is engaged in research on the molecular mechanisms that cause toxicity after exposure to biological threat agents and the accumulation of proteins during Alzheimer's disease. His work seeks to develop therapeutics to protect the neuronal cells from these threats. In addition to academic interests, he is currently a cadet platoon sergeant in his academic year company, an active member of the West Point Pre-Medical Program and Fly Fishing Club, and is a former member of the Army West Point boxing team. In this episode, Cadet Gabriel talks about the cadet experience to include writing a first author paper, applying for scholarships, and his involvement with the medical program at West Point. Now, please enjoy this interview between Cadet Justice Gabriel, class of 2024, Dr. Ryan Limbacher, Director of the Center for Molecular Science at West Point, and your host, Jamie Enos, Associate Director of Communications at the West Point Association of Graduates. Hi, Dr. Limbacher and Cadet Gabriel. Welcome to our podcast here at AOG. We appreciate you coming on today. I'm personally really excited to host you today because I think the AID program and Projects Day and Cadet Research is so integral to the cadet experience at West Point. And I know our listeners are really excited to learn about that as well. And you, Justice, are a great example of how that all comes together here at West Point. So thanks again for being on our show today. Thank you. I'm excited to be on. But before we begin with all of that and your amazing resume already, even though class of 2024, still a young cadet here, I just want to get into some of your background, Justice, of where are you from? How'd you get here at West Point? Why'd you want to come here? Yeah, of course. So I am from Portland, Oregon. I'm from a family of six. I have two younger sisters back in high school and an older brother who lives in Italy. And There were a lot of reasons I really decided to come to West Point. I was exposed to the military through my dad being in the reserves, my brother also coming here. I think that the main reason I decided to come was for the challenge of pushing myself to develop as a person and then also knowing that I'd be surrounded by such amazing people who share some of the same values that I do. I knew that ultimately just coming here would help me to develop and to build lasting relationships with other people. Dr. Limbacher, you are a professor here, and I mean, we have such a great staff here at West Point. The faculty is just top-notch and leading our cadets every day. So welcome to West Point, of course. I mean, you've been here a while, but what a great experience for you to be here as well. Yeah, it's an absolute pleasure to work in chemistry and life science and at West Point more broadly. We can't have a better mission than to help people like Justice develop into leaders of character. It's a really phenomenal place to work and live. Justice, your class of 2024, did you plan on life science major coming into West Point? I mean, we choose our majors here at West Point when you're a plebe. So can you talk a little bit about that experience of either applying to West Point, knowing that's what you were going to choose or how that application process, even that that decision process when you're a plebe getting into the program? So my mom is an occupational therapist. So I always kind of had the idea of going into medicine just from hearing the the stories of her patients growing up and the way she would problem solve solutions for them. I definitely came into West Point with the idea of medicine and I found that life science is, is a great route that'll set me up for medical school. But I guess it wasn't until 
into my yuck year that I really dove, I guess, headfirst into the, the pre-med program and I guess basically set my sights on medical school after graduation. And Dr. Limbacher, cadets, they are fortunate to have advisors with such diverse backgrounds. You and your research is incredible. I encourage everybody to go online and read about it through the um, Chemistry and Life Sciences website. They have your bio on there and some of the publications that you've produced. But So your academic resume is quite impressive. Let's just get that out of the way. But can you tell us a little bit about your research interests as well and how that attributes into the model that Justice is a part of? Yeah, absolutely. So my lab really focuses on cognitive neuroscience. We're really looking at how certain toxins can target neuronal populations in the brain and what we can do to prevent it. So most focused on Alzheimer's and Parkinson's and other neurodegenerative diseases, looking at the mechanisms by which proteins which we all have in our heads and they're doing their normal physiological roles, start to misbehave with aging. And so on the DOD side of things, Alzheimer's is a threat to every aging population, but there is an increased risk factor upon traumatic brain injury exposure. And so my lab is really particularly interested in how traumatic brain injuries can potentiate the risk factors for Alzheimer's disease. And at the molecular level, what can we do with potential therapeutics to slow or stop these processes from happening in the first place? And alongside that, we've been very fortunate to leverage some of the lessons we've learned against neurodegenerative diseases to try to target other toxins. So things that aren't necessarily inside our body, but we could be exposed to, whether that's through occupational exposure anywhere in the world, through military service. Really, it's a broad skill set that we can try to leverage these methods to understand toxicity in a general way. And for me, I'm one of many faculty at West Point and even within just our department. So it's really quite wonderful that we have such diverse and broad research interests academy-wide, let alone within one specific department. I mean, just in our houses here, we look at a ton of energetics, materials research, next generation batteries, neuroscience, the list goes on and on and on. And in a typical semester, we have about 100 to 120 students that are doing research with us. And as a primarily undergraduate institution, people like Justice are what make it happen. I mean, we've got so much time in the day between research service and teaching that without students like Justice, who are really phenomenal in driving these projects forward and taking ownership of them, the work doesn't really get done. So it's a nice blend of diverse experiences and incredibly passionate students to help us try to get these projects to fruition. Right. So Justice, you have taken this role in chemistry and life sciences, right, and that, and as a life science major, and you are now first author on this paper, which is titled. You ready for this? I'm gonna. I'm gonna try this. Ready? It's the EGCG inactivates a pore-forming toxin by promoting its agglomeration and decreasing its solvent-exposed hydrophobicity. How close was I? So good. Yeah, that was 99%. <laughs> just about got it. Yeah, I don't, I don't know about the agglomerization. I'm not really sure. Something multi. <laughs> <laughs> you did great. All right, so I didn't do well on that, but you are an expert first author on this paper. Can you tell us a little bit about this research and how it came about? I began my research at West Point looking at Alzheimer's and other neurodegenerative diseases to ultimately understand the molecular mechanisms and basically just these processes that would cause toxicity in brain cells. What we also found is that some of these uh, therapeutics or countermeasure molecules could be translated to uh, threats from outside the body, things like biological threat agents. These toxins that we're using in our lab are safe, and they're just models of the more serious threats that people could experience, I guess, on, on the battlefield or in other situations. But our goal really is just to understand, again, this molecular mechanism to 
ultimately protect cells from this class of toxins. And that's really what we found in this paper is that this um, molecule EGCG, which is commonly found in tea, can protect brain cells from these model biological threat agents. Can you give us just a quick general summary about your paper? Our goal is to understand why different toxins can be toxic to cells, uh, whether it's things from neurodegenerative disease or biological threat agents. So we found that EGCG can protect the cell membrane from the effects of these toxins by causing the toxins to increase in their size and to decrease in their hydrophobicity, which ultimately decreases their affinity for the cell membrane, which is the root cause of that toxicity. And then this paper really led us to have a deeper understanding of this membrane-toxin countermeasure interaction. Yeah, Justice is exactly right. And it's worth adding. So the publication of this was actually supported with AOG donation funds as well. So through that margin of excellence type support, we're able to get this research that Justice has worked on for years out, open access to the entire biomedical research community. And having that distinction enables Justice to apply for scholarships in the future, to apply for medical school. So these kind of donations really help support our students directly. Each year, approximately 15% of the resources available to the academy comes from private funding. So it's really great to hear that AOG can support cadets like Justice. So you take this experience in the classroom, you make it more collaborative, you have some instructor feedback and professor feedback, and then are you working also outside of West Point with other people and teams, or how does that work? So I had Dr. Limbacher as my general chemistry two instructor, and he kind of exposed me to some of the projects that he was working on. And then I was able to, I guess, learn this, the fundamentals of these projects. And then ultimately, as I began to learn the techniques in a little more depth, I was actually able to lead some of these projects and also mentor some other people along the way. As I have progressed throughout my time at West Point, there have also been opportunities to present this work outside of West Point at conferences such as the Biophysical Society meeting or uh, just some, some local conferences around. Additionally, over the summer, I actually received funding to uh, attend the, the University of Cambridge for a two-week IAD to continue this research with one of our partner labs there. How leadership within the lab and then leadership outside the lab, you're carrying this full load of classes. You've got USCC that you've got to also maintain the standard in, right? How are you balancing all of that? And how is that influencing work and your leadership model as you lead these teams through that? I think what I've found is that Although, yeah, life at West Point can be extremely busy, but once you find something that you're just so passionate about and that you can immerse yourself in, you just find the time. So I remember there was a few-month period during yuck year when I was in the, the midst of organic chemistry and all the other life science classes, but I would just find myself itching to go into the lab to continue these experiments to really, I guess, characterize this molecule, which would ultimately lead to the, the publication. And then also what I was amazed by is that there were so many other people in the lab who I could bring in with me, and they were so willing to learn some of these techniques that I was able to offer. And then we ultimately worked together to complete this project. Justice is extremely humble, so I'll brag about him for a second. He really went from delving into the experimental methodology to really driving his own projects forward. And one of my favorite and probably most satisfying experiences so far as a faculty member, he came in and proposed the idea for this paper to me. And I remember pretty clearly telling him, you know, I think we should try it, but I don't think it'll be strong enough to work. And he goes and does the experiments. We set it up and it works perfectly. And now he's got a first author paper. So it's pretty rewarding when you give the students like Justice the tools to succeed. And then they really take ownership, drive the project forward and lead to something that's not just useful within these walls and for his career, but for the whole biomedical community potentially. 
And what's even more special, he was at Walter Reed doing an AID and a lot of physician shadowing and a couple of our lab co-workers, uh, other cadets were there as well. And he really took the onus to adopt a leadership role innately and help them be mentored through writing scholarly publications because they were a little less experienced than he was. So you really won't find a better example of a student who immersed himself in the scholarship, not just for its potential to help him get into medical or graduate school, but for its potential to help service members in the community at large, but not just focused on the science, but really bringing other people with him, helping his peers develop, helping West Point as an entity. And through that hard work, dedication, and just by being an awesome person that he is, he's earned so many scholarships and fellowships, and I'm sure there's a lot left to come. So you've got Stamp Scholarship, Goldwater Scholarship, a first author paper. You're thinking about going for some international and national fellowships. So all these experiences, a lot of which were helped supported by AOG, really enable students like Justice to go out there and really achieve absolutely incredible and lofty ideals. Yes, we should congratulate you, Justice, on the recent announcement of the Goldwater and the Stamps as well. The Graduate Scholarship Program is West Point's official sponsor for cadets competing for prestigious scholarships. And I think you went through that with your Stamps Scholarship. The funds for that program is, like Dr. Limbacher had mentioned, uh, provided by AOJ and donations that we help support that program with. Can you tell us a little bit about applying for those scholarships and what that's been like? Because that's a whole nother element that lays on top of cadet life at West Point. I've been super fortunate to have mentorship throughout the processes and um, the processes of creating those applications for Stamps and Goldwater, both from Dr. Limbacher and from older members of our group who went through the same process and were able to help me out with that. Great role model, right, with Dr. Limbacher, because he also had that award at one point. <laughs> well, we won't date you and give you the year, Dr. Limbacher. We'll just keep it generic. <laughs> But that model relationship and that mentorship role becomes very important between the faculty and the cadets here at West Point. And I think that's part of the dynamics as you explore things, you get those opportunities because we've been so rewarded with the people that work here and that can mentor cadets and guide them through those situations. So for me in particular, it's an incredibly gratifying role to help educate, train and inspire these students. But beyond what we can do to help them with interesting projects, guide them through realistic experiments, make sure they're safe at all times, in the lab itself, there's actually a very strong cadet leadership role. So Justice alluded to Ryan Kreiser, Aiden Wright, some other cadets. Ryan Kreiser is a second lieutenant now, Aiden Wright's a firstie, who have been in the lab several years before he got involved. And so within the paradigm of the research group, those who are so successful like Justice actually intrinsically adopted leadership roles. So now Justice is at the point where he's training six or seven other cadets to get them the opportunities that he's had now as a cow and a firstie. So beyond just delving into the scholarship and helping them gain technical knowledge, research for us is really a conduit to help them become better leaders, better service members, better scholars. And through all these experiences, my goal for every student is to help them develop into a critical problem solver that's going to tackle the next generation of medical, army, DOD problems. And so I think there's really few better opportunities to accomplish that goal and help contribute to the broader mission of West Point than to delve into unknown research. I mean, this isn't something that Justice can go read about in a textbook. He has to create the knowledge. And so seeing someone like him propose an idea, execute it, spend over 200 hours in the lab writing up the paper to actually bring it to fruition, get it published and have all the success, I think by far that's the most gratifying thing that I can do as a faculty member. Sure. The fortitude to get through that is a is something else as well. Can you guys talk about the Warfighters Innovation and Science and Engineering competition a little bit? I know that that lends itself to the leadership in the lab. 
and how that, that kind of comes together. So our research group entered the WISE competition to present how our work could translate to, I guess, problems that are relevant to the Department of Defense. This project was an awesome opportunity to really articulate the impact of our project and also to involve some of the newer members of the group in really developing their understanding of the work we do. So I think that our team ended up receiving the third place award out of all of the service academies for the competition. But ultimately, beyond the award, I believe that everyone in the group really came out of it with a better understanding of what we do and why it's important. So let's talk about your AIED experiences a little bit. I know that you went to Walter Reed and you did the shadowing program, which is essential for med school application and kind of doing that. And you have Cambridge on the schedule for this coming summer, I believe. Can you just talk about how those backgrounds and outside that classroom experience has really helped evolve and shaped you as a whole cadet? I spent uh, three weeks over my summer after plebe year at Brick Army Medical Center shadowing general surgery primarily some other specialties. And then two weeks after my yuck year, uh, shadowing at Walter Reed in primarily neurology. And while these experiences were very different, um, general surgery was primarily in the operating room conducting surgeries and neurology was often in the clinic dealing more directly with conscious patients. I believe that both of these really just exposed me to the field of medicine and just showed me how much innovation is happening every day. I remember that during while shadowing neurology, I would be seeing some patients with Alzheimer's or other diseases that had direct impacts to what we were studying in the lab. So I think this actually, these experiences really fueled my continued desire to pursue research on these relevant topics to, to medicine. So you're involved with the medical program here at West Point. Can you talk about what that program looks like and what that adds to your schedule as well? I'm part of the pre-med society, which is run by Dr. Beitler, our pre-med advisor. Through that program, I've taken a couple classes to kind of discuss relevant medical moral issues and also to help build our, our applications for medical school. This is a relatively small program because only 2% of the graduating class can go to medical school after graduation. So I've gotten really close with these around 20 people in my class. And we've been able to build off each other and use um, the resources of Dr. Beitler and other experienced faculty to really, I guess, just set ourselves up for, for a career in medicine. It's a great opportunity for the mentorship through the program there that the dean's office runs for cadets. Absolutely. And it's no small beast to apply for medical school. So they help them every single step of the way. It's really invaluable in helping them get into the best medical schools worldwide and from our department in recent years, we've had a couple of people go to Harvard. We've got a couple, one Columbia acceptance this year. So what Justice does in the classroom and his leadership experiences and also very much so in the laboratory really set him up for success in getting into some of, potentially some of the best programs in the world. Hopefully his MCAT score comes back uh, just as good as the whole rest of his application and he'll be going for the top schools. I think Justice, maybe you can comment on a little further. So you're in a unique spot having all this research experienced in neuroscience. You can do much more, uh, rephrase that. Um, so you've got such a unique background and so much time spent in the laboratory. You can really leverage research as a tool, not just to practice medicine, but try to advance the state of medicine. So I think maybe you can talk about your future ambitions as a physician scientist and what roles maybe in the army you'd like to fulfill, um, not just practicing medicine, but taking it to the next step and potentially filling important roles for the DOD as a problem solver and a policy shaper. 
One of the big things that I feel like I've learned at West Point, both through research and just through the cadet experience, is problem solving. So I think that's also one of the, the main reasons that I've been drawn to medicine and particularly medical research. As I continue my career, I want to continue this problem solving and then also, as a physician, directly applying those sorts of research solutions to patient care. In the future, I would like to see myself as a leader in army medicine, really seeking to discover like new and creative ways to treat patients and to ultimately make a lasting impact on medicine in general. I think I'd just like to ask a couple of questions about cadet life. You know, you have a, a huge academic load that you, you're carrying through here these 47 months, and the mentorship is so important through that. But, you know, can you tell us a little bit about your daily life then? How's your schedule look, and how do you get through that? It starts out uh, with formation at 6.50 uh, in, in Central Area, and then after that, I, I have classes uh, on and off uh, until around 4, 4 o'clock, 1600. And then after classes are finished, I... Uh, we'll either go to company athletics. I'm uh, the G2 coach for submission grappling. So that's been a fun time. I'm developing the, the people on the team. And then on days I don't have grappling, I'll often find myself in the lab conducting experiments or passing cells or doing other things that need to be done. And then in the evenings, I'm uh, currently serving as a platoon sergeant in my company. So there's often uh, just little uh, issues that come up that have to be addressed in the evening. And then the, later in the night, I, I do my homework for the next day, and then we try to get to bed before it's too late and start all over, all over again the next day. And as Justice's biochemistry instructor, I can uh, I can attest he's got plenty of homework to do. Yeah, the weekends, I guess, can, can depend on, on how busy they are. Uh, if we have uh, military training or uh, football games, but weekends are another opportunity for me to go into the lab and really dive into some bigger projects or to get ahead on homework for the week. So what's your favorite place on West Point? Like, where do you go to study? Where do you get that time away? Or where do you take that break to kind of reset? When I can, I do try to get off West Point. Over the weekends, my girlfriend and I will often go to New York City. We have our, our few favorite restaurants. Little Steam Buns has great ramen. During the week, I try to find little, little times to relax or reconnect. Some of my favorite spots are off of Trophy Point. There are a few good good benches and quiet places out, out there. When the weather's getting nicer, I try to do homework outside as well, just to reconnect with nature a little bit. Get out of the lab for a second, yeah. So what are the next steps? What have you got next? I mean, you're only 2024 grad, so we've got some time here to follow you, which is going to be really great. What's the next on your to-do list? I'm currently applying to medical school and also to some First and graduate scholarships such as Rhodes, Kate Cambridge, Marshall. So my plan is to continue at, at graduate school after graduation and then ultimately just to see where that takes me to become a leader in, um, in Army Medicine. Do you have any advice for future cadets? There's so many opportunities at West Point. I guess some of these opportunities I didn't even realize until this far into my cadet career. So I guess the advice I would have would be to seek out this mentorship and to really take advantage of some of these opportunities that West Point can offer. I know many of us feel bogged down by lack of free time, but what I've found is that just finding those few things that I am very passionate about and that that I, I can immerse myself in and then really seeking mentorship and, and opportunities through, through those interests. Dr. Limbacher, it must be 
really amazing to watch your cadet kind of go through this process and all the way through. So what do you see on the horizon here? Justice has a lot on the horizon. All the hard work he's done to get to this point really enables a lot of further opportunities. Scholarships often beget other scholarships. So now that he's gotten stamps, Goldwater, he's in a prime position to go for potentially Gates, Cambridge, Rhodes. So as a first year, I think we'll definitely be supporting him through those, through the Graduate Scholars Program. Um, definitely will help him a lot with his applications there. On the research side of things, thankfully, I still have him for over a year. So we've got a lot of projects that he's currently working on, and we're going to try to really push forward before graduation. In doing so, he's also helping the younger member of our, members of our group gain a lot of critical skills that will give them future opportunities as well. So I think for Justice, there's nothing I got to really coach him on. He's just an awesome student, awesome person, very humble, very responsible. So I know just innately he's going to take great care of his peers. He's going to bring others with him. And as we get beyond first year, hopefully he gets a national or international fellowship. That would be awesome. But he's going to be highly competitive for medical schools as well. I guess the dream trajectory for Justice would be if he gets this one or two year master's degree, go somewhere like University of Cambridge, gain technical skill sets in a specific discipline like chemistry, biochemistry that will help him be an even better researcher than he already is. And then matriculate after that into medical school and Assuming he does well in the MCAT, which I'm confident he probably will, he's going to have some pretty good options. And long term in the future, I mean, I always try to keep in touch with my students. We've got someone who's doing graduate school at Purdue. This is my fourth year at West Point, so I don't have a ton of people that have graduated out of my group yet. Um, But I always try to stay in touch with the students. And I regularly call on my old mentors from my undergraduate and graduate days to give me guidance in my career. So I'm very happy to fill that role for my students as well and just watch their success. My first research cadet ever is about to finish his time at Brown Medical School. We were just chatting the other day. So it's awesome to see what these amazing, amazing students accomplish. I think for me as a faculty member at West Point, we're we're very fortunate. I mean, beyond the little things like attendance is compulsory, students have to come to class. The broader picture, you've just got phenomenal, service-oriented, respectful, wonderful students, and they have passions like Justice has for research, for medicine, for going and branching infantry, leading in the army. I mean, it's so diverse. You never know what student's going to walk into your classroom. So just getting to know them on a personal level and somehow trying to play a role in supporting their lifelong goals, it's, it's incredibly rewarding, and I just absolutely can't wait to see what Justice does next. He's been so good so far, and I think the future is just as bright. Yeah, that long gray line connection really does come back, right? And having the most highly connected alumni body in the world. That's our that's our mission here and vision here at AOG. And so we like to have that connection and our listeners will be thrilled to hear from you as a cadet, Justice, and continue to follow your career here at West Point. But also when you graduate and commission, head off into grad school and med school and off to lead the Army Medicine team. No doubt that's in your future either. So really appreciate both of you coming on today and sharing a little bit about chemistry and life sciences and the department as a whole, your major, your experiences here as a cadet and as faculty. And um, we really look forward to just following you through on the next adventure. Thank you so much. This has been a production of the WPAOG Broadcast Network. Please take a moment to rate and review the show and join us each week for a new episode. Thank you for listening.